0: What is going on, everybody? And a happy Sunday to you fellow football fans. This is Icy Mikes, where the takes are stone cold. Dan Kelly, Mike Schimberski. Mike, what's up, buddy?
1: Not much, Dan. Uh, another show on Icy Mikes, brought to you by the Built and Brothal Network. Uh, let's do it, man.
0: You got it. All right, Jim. We're starting off with worst of first. Now, a lot of these teams, I don't think can go worse to first. I think maybe the best they're looking at would be second in their respective division, divisions. But let's start with the New York Jets. Uh, so the Jets were fourth in the AFC East last year. That division also carries the Buffalo Bills, the New England Patriots, and the Miami Dolphins. I don't think the Jets are better than any of those teams. What are your thoughts on the Jets, Mike?
1: No, the Jets are not going to get better overnight. I think they'll have some improvement. I think we'll see some good things from Zach Wilson that they picked up this year. And they're also gonna see a lot of r- rookie roller coaster mistakes that they're gonna to have to Jets fans are gonna to have to just kinda of, like I said, ride that roller coaster. And I don't think they're gonna come anywhere near coming in first in that division when it's when it already is loaded with the Dolphins, Patriots, and Bills.
0: Yeah, I mean the Bills basically kept the exact same team as they had last year the patriots you could say got a little bit better and the dolphins you could say got better too so the the jets made some good moves but i don't think they got better i just think they got younger and they got a new head coach and there's a lot of adjusting to do for the jets you know they went 2 and 14 last year so i think it's only improvement from here next we have the detroit lions in the nfc north that includes the bears the Packers and the Vikings. This is another team that I don't think has a chance to go from worst to first, you know. They, they
1: don't seem to, they don't seem to stress on defense that much. You know, uh, they, they try to, they'll, they'll put some weapons around whoever they have as their signal caller sometimes, but it doesn't seem like they have much interest in spending a lot of money on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, I don't know their, what their books look like, but I, I just really feel like they don't really go and get any big names to play on the defensive side of the ball at all. And now uh, they took a downgrade, in my opinion, at, at quarterback with having Jared Goff. I mean, I don't think he's going to play. He's not going to be the worst quarterback for them in the league, but he's definitely not going to be Matt Stafford. So I think even their offense is going to go – in a downward spiral in a way, because it's not going to be anything like it was when he had someone like Matt Stafford being able to throw the ball.
0: Exactly. You know, Goff is a little bit of a downgrade in the first round. They went with Panay Sewell, who's a great player, but it's an offensive lineman. I don't know how much he's going to help you win football games. Yeah. He's going to keep your quarterback upright, but you got to deal with Rodgers. The bears are on the upswing. And the Vikings had a really bad year last year, but on paper, they're still really good. So Detroit, I think, is going to have another rough year, another team with a new head coach as well. And we have the Eagles, Mike, 4-11-1 last year in the East. Last year, it was the NFC Least. Of course, that's Washington football team, Dallas Cowboys, New York Giants. You know, I think this one's possible because that division is so wide open unless Dak Prescott Plays like a bat out of hell. I don't. I don't think this one's too out of the realm of possibility. What What are your thoughts on the Eagles?
1: No, I, I don't think it is either. And you know, they yeah they they said goodbye to Carson Wentz, and but they have Jalen Hurts, and they're going to give him a shot. I, I think I liked what I saw from him. I mean, he was a little raw, and he, but he's very athletic. And if they can kind of hone in his skills and kind of get a game plan around him, almost as almost like how Buffalo did with Josh Allen, how they just really kind of have built an offense around him and are, were able to work to his strengths. And if so if the Eagles are able to play to the, uh, her strengths as well, I mean, he might take a little bit of time to develop, but – if he can improve a little bit next season and, and, you know, they don't have a very hard division at all. So uh, I think that one's, that one's probably the most possible one we've talked about yet.
0: Yeah. I don't think it's that the Eagles got that much better. I just think it's they're in a weak division. So they kind of just have a chance.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You win the division and you're in.
0: All right. Next up Jacksonville Jaguars, one in 15 last year. Of course, new quarterback, new head coach. There's a new running back or receiver. We don't know where the hell they're going to be playing. Travis Etienne, Tim Tebow's on the team. Uh, Super Bowl favorites, right, Mike?
1: No, no, uh, hard no. Uh, I, I mean, I just don't see it. I just don't see it happening. I mean, they have way more work to do than just what they've added. I mean, but they, man, they have
0: Tim Tebow. Did you hear me? Tim Tebow, he's going to help them win like 15 games.
1: <laughs> no, no. He might uh, he might put out some, some great locker room speeches in 15 games, but I don't, I don't think he's going to help them win. Uh, and, you know, Lawrence uh, might be able to help them out, get better, but they're, they have a long way to go. I, I don't think that their draft picks are even going to get them to where they need to be. There's, there's a lot more – That needs to be done to this team. And it's funny how they took such a downward spiral. I remember when the Bills played them uh, just a few seasons, like like four or five seasons ago, uh, when the Bills had Tyrod Taylor and they went to the playoffs for the first time, they had, the Jaguars had a stout defense. And they just kind of dismantled that. And they haven't really tried replacing any of the players they they let go. And they just kind of tore that whole team apart. So in my opinion, I mean, this is a team that's in rebuild, and it's going to take a long time before you start seeing them become good again.
0: And kind of what we talked about with the Eagles, how they're in a bad division. This is a good division. You have to worry about the Colts and the Titans. The Texans are a dumpster fire right now, but the Colts and the Titans are two of the top teams in the entire league that you have to worry about in your division. Whole different
1: situation than the Eagles for sure. I mean, this one is uh, – they would have to really pull together if they want to compete in that division.
0: All right, next up we have the Cincinnati Bengals who went 4-11-1. Of course, that division is the Pittsburgh Steelers, Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland Browns. I think this is another long shot. I think the Bengals could maybe go second in the division with Burrow coming back. But the Browns played so great last year – the Ravens are always dangerous with Lamar, and the Steelers, uh, I don't know. I'm not worried about the Steelers. Give me your thoughts on the Bengals, Mike.
1: Yeah, the Bengals might – I mean, they might, they might improve. I, I think that uh, they definitely – Joe Burrow is great. Uh, I, I like him. Uh, you know, I think he has a lot of potential to become a, one of the better quarterbacks in the league if he, if he keeps improving. Uh, and so he's exciting to watch. And even if they move up just a little bit, even if they take third and they and they have a little little bit of a better record than they did before, I, you know I think you just take what you can get with improvement at this point uh, until they get another uh, enough players around Joe Burrow and and uh, more players on more stars on their defense too to kind of tie this team together. But anything can happen. Uh, I just, yeah, like, like you said, as far as the Browns and the Ravens, that those are going to be two tough teams to compete with. And so I just don't see them sneaking in the second. I think they'll take third in the division. Uh, and then maybe, the, maybe this is the year where the Steelers kind of realize it's time to move on from Ben Roethlisberger.
0: Yeah, and, and Burrow, we haven't seen a full season from him. And they do have weapons around him. Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon in the backfield. They're not awful. It's one of those situations that happened in Buffalo a few years ago where every game was decided by seven or ten points. And that hurts when you're that close every game. I think that's what this Bengals team's gonna be. They're gonna they're gonna be a tough competition if you're if you got them on the schedule. It's not gonna be just an easy win anymore.
1: Yeah, um, I completely agree. I, I don't think that uh, teams can sleep on the Bengals anymore. Uh, they're headed in the right direction. I'll I'll be happy to uh, watch them this season and see if, uh, how much more improvement they they can uh, put out there. And then who knows? Maybe in the next couple of seasons, uh, we're talking about them being right up there with some of the better teams.
0: All right. Next up, we have the Denver Broncos. The only way I think the Broncos can win the division is if they trade for Aaron Rodgers. Because you're not going to get past Kansas City. Okay, it's just not going to happen. The Chargers are dangerous on paper, not so much on the field, kind of like the Vikings we talked about earlier. And the Raiders, eh, they're mediocre. Give me your thoughts on the Broncos, Mike.
1: Yeah, uh, you said it. I mean, unless they trade for Aaron Rodgers or they have an extreme upgrade at quarterback, they're going to be right where they were last season. I don't see them getting any better than they already are right now because they didn't really do much to improve their situation. So it seems like they're pretty content with just being mediocre, like like last season. I mean, I, I you would think they'd be trying to make some big moves. I mean, Von Miller is not getting any younger. So, and you know, I, I think I think they owe it to, to how I mean he's been super loyal to the team. I feel like they should be out there trying to get some of the uh, some upgrades here, you know, and uh, take one more shot at a Super Bowl. Uh, while they have the players to do it, you know, if they, I think they are. Uh, they're, I mean, I'm not necessarily saying that they're going to go and win a Super Bowl with with just an upgrade at quarterback, but it would definitely help their circumstances. And a guy like Aaron Rodgers, I mean, that would that with a guy like him and uh, throwing the football for you, you always had a shot.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Broncos again. It's another team that's not really bad on paper. They're good at receiver with Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. The one thing they addressed this off season, was defensive back. They just went corner, 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 Kyle Fuller, Patrick Sertan. They got a bunch of corners. So, I mean, they're, they're prepared to try to stop Mahomes and the other quarterbacks in this league. I just don't think it's going to work to their advantage. I think you need to add some more offensive firepower. And I think drew lock proved last year that he's not the guy. So if you go in this season thinking that he is, I don't think they're going to be close to first in that division.
1: Yeah, I don't really see what they see in Drew Locke. I mean, I don't, obviously we don't see him in practice and we're not part of the Broncos organization, but I really don't see anything to be impressed about. He never, I'm never like, wow, this guy's good. Anytime I watch him, I I think he's just uh, one of your average QBs, maybe even a little bit below average in my opinion. So He does not just pop out to me when I'm watching a game that he's playing in. The Broncos can do much better, and I'm surprised that they haven't tried to do so. It's really what's holding them back, and it's been holding them back for quite a few seasons ever since uh, Peyton Manning left the team. They haven't found a replacement for him, and it's becoming almost to a point where are you really even trying to find the right guy, or are you trying to just – you know, draft somebody. And if it's not working out, still try to force it to work so that it doesn't look like you made a bad decision. I, I almost feel like at this point, after this season, if Drew Locke does not prove that he belongs there, then you got to start looking for somebody else.
0: All right, Mike, next up, we have the Atlanta Falcons, um, NFC South. We got the saints, the bucks and the Panthers. I think this is another long shot. You know, Brady's still playing. No matter how much we don't want it to happen, he's still playing. So the Bucs are probably going to win the division. Uh, I think the Saints are, are dangerous because of Sean Payton, not so much because of James Winston. And the Panthers are kind of, eh, I think the Panthers and Falcons are probably going to be fighting for third and fourth. What are your thoughts on Atlanta?
1: Well, so I kind of like uh... – their their chances here, and not necessarily to win the division, but maybe you know move up into maybe taking second. Uh, the only thing that really uh, the only thing that really is lingering right now is, I mean, if, if Julio Jones leaves, that changes everything. I mean, then then my my thoughts are, you know, either third or last at that point because now you're taking away one of your your best receivers, and I just don't think they have the talent behind him to make up for that type of void. So, and, and I also, I say this a lot with, with uh, teams that aren't uh, on the winning side of things that they don't, again, that's another team. I don't think has enough stars on defense to, even if they do improve their offense or anything, uh, they don't have enough stars on defense to stop anybody. So the only way they win a game is through a shootout. And if, if you can't keep up and your defense can't stop anybody and then you you you're going to end up just like you were last season. So and what I was just about to say is the Panthers I, I you can't count them out anymore. I mean, they had Teddy Bridgewater last season and now they have Sam Darnold and this is Sam Darnold's chance at a whole new start, a whole new team. And you know, he has some players. I mean, they got uh, Christian McCaffrey and with a guy like him in the backfield, and if if Sam Darnold can can get that offensive scheme down this year, you might see a whole different Panthers team and a whole different quarterback, uh, you know, under a whole different uh, coaching staff. So who knows? I mean, the, the Panthers are a question mark, and they might be they might be a little bit more dangerous than we think, and that's just a whole nother team that that uh, Atlanta would have to worry about. And I just don't see them going. All the way to first. I don't see them taking that division at all. So I mean the, the most I've seen right now that we can maybe be, maybe say we'll be able to take it right now is the Eagles and that's just because of a bad division. I just don't see a lot of these, these teams that are down there improving enough for me to just validate them jumping up into the, the first minute division.
0: And finally we have the San Francisco 49ers. This one's definitely probably the most likely out of any Uh, It comes down to keeping your quarterback healthy, but you also have to worry about the Seahawks, the Cardinals, and the Rams. Now, I think the Rams are probably the favorite, especially with Matt Stafford in town, but you could argue that it was the Seahawks. You could argue that it was the 49ers. They probably have the best team on paper, but again, if you don't play well on the field, that's really all that matters. San Francisco, Mike, worst of first, yes or no? I say
1: yes. If they can keep their quarterback healthy, just like you said. They they still have Jimmy G, and they drafted uh, – who, who's the quarterback they drafted? Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Yeah, they have Trey Lance, and Trey Lance, I mean, you have two good quarterbacks on your team, and especially if they don't let Jimmy Garoppolo go. And so you have Trey Lance and Jimmy G on your team. I think that – they did a good job this, this season trying to, you know, almost cover that problem that they've had where they can't get, uh, they can't keep Jimmy G on the field. And that and so having, having Trey Lance now, I mean, I think now they've kind of got an insurance policy. And because before with uh, Jimmy getting hurt a lot, they didn't have a very good backup. They didn't have, uh, I think Nick Mullins is his name, he he did okay uh, for a backup quarterback trying to carry the team, but you know you, you can't expect backup quarterbacks to be carrying the team for the whole season. Uh, but having a rookie like like Trey Lance, I mean, they might have a shot here with two interchangeable quarterbacks if if that ends up ends up having to be what they do. Uh, it still might work out for them, and and they have a lot of great players on their team, so. They're probably one of the more dangerous teams that we were talking about from going worse than first. I, I, I had some confidence in them.
0: I don't know, man. The Russell Wilson, you know, Matt Stafford now, that that's a tough division to play in. You could argue that San Francisco has the worst starting quarterback in that division. So if you have the worst starting quarterback in the division, is it possible for you to win? Yes, but – I think it's a long shot, even with their team being what it is. I think the the best they're looking at may be second or third. All right, Mike, we got some injuries to worry about. In Beantown, uh, Cam Newton with a slight bone bruise in his right hand. He is not participating in OTAs right now. So they threw Mac Jones on the field and Jones was wearing a sleeve on his right leg, which was bothering him. Uh, luckily, it's it's just OTAs. We expect both of these guys to be healthy going into the season. Cam has a history of injuries up to this point in his career. Do you think the Patriots would be better off starting Mac Jones?
1: It's almost looking that way. I mean, if Cam Newton can't keep himself healthy, he's got to be thinking. I mean, I, I'm just trying to put myself in his shoes. I'd be looking over my shoulder the whole time because of the fact that they have Mac Jones. They they went and they got the guy they wanted. They, he practically fell in their lap. And so it's only a matter of time before he hits the field anyways. So if I'm Cam Newton, I, I'd be doing everything I possibly can to take care of that hand and get back on the field as soon as possible and play the best football that I can play. I mean, I, I do think that Cam does – have some football left in him I think I saw it in the beginning early stages of last season I, I was impressed with the amount of zip that he had on the ball from his shoulder surgery I feel like he was finally in full form again and then COVID hit and he did not seem like the same player when he came back so if he does get healthy and he's able to play I say I say go with camp for now only because he has the experience, he's played in this league for a long time, and he does still give you the best option to win at this time because we haven't seen uh, Mac play yet. And who knows how he's going to handle, even if he's doing really well in practice, who knows how well he's going to handle when it comes time to actually play. So I think right now you let him learn under Cam, especially if he can keep himself healthy and kind of ease him into it. and obviously, like I said, it, it, over time it's gonna it's gonna be inevitable. But right now, it, it, I find the Patriots. I'm a little worried. Both both, start, both quarterbacks that have, are, have starting capability are falling apart, and it's not even and it's not even training camp yet.
0: All right, Mike. Final topic of the day: the Bills got some salary cap move, some salary cap room by moving around Diggs' bonus. Um, so it turns out some of that went to the rookie class. It's not, it's not a huge number. Why do you think they wanted to rework Diggs's bonus?
1: You know, (laughs) Bean, I trust Bean. Bean makes a lot of moves uh, to try to make sure that there's money for the future. I think he's just constantly looking at the team and where the salary cap sits now and I think he's trying to just take care of any problems he can see coming up in the future uh, to make sure A, he has enough money to give Josh Allen an extension and B, he likes to uh, dabble in free agency and make trades and, and you know, he, he likes to wheel and deal like that. And so I think he just is always looking at the salary cap and trying to make sure he can improve it any way he can. He must have seen something positive in restructuring Biggs' contract where it's going to set up the team as a whole to where in the future there's going to be more money to go around and, and sign players and, and keep this team uh, intact uh, without having to let anybody walk that, that we desperately need.
0: All right, Mike, you took my side, so I'm going to go and take the opposite. I'm going to say take that second-round pick for next year, send it to Atlanta for Julio Jones. I read a report that said that the Falcons will accept a second-rounder. I would trade that right now, honestly. I understand maybe Julio only has a few seasons left, but he's going to be better than almost any rookie you can get. And, hey, if you don't want Julio, send a pick to Philly and bring in Zach Ertz. I understand You're young in the tight end room, and you want to see what you have. But I think a proven commodity is what they need at that position because other than than Diggs and Beasley, everybody is young on the Bills' offense, very young. So I I think you need a a veteran kind of leader. So that's that's my standings on it.
1: You know, I, as far as – if it comes down to a second-round pick for Julio Jones, I don't think there's any organization that would be like, oh, that ain't worth it. I mean, a player like Julio Jones, you are be able to bring him over on your team for a second-round pick. I mean, it makes, it, it, it makes too much sense. Uh, so, I mean, if they're willing to take it, it and that's going to just – that will just put the Bills roster uh, even to uh, a place where they can compete with the Chiefs. You know, and so I, I'm all for a second-round pick for Julio Jones. And as far as the tight end room, uh, yeah, I think that is exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to see what they have. They, You know, they, they, they're young there, and I think that they have confidence in those players. But at some point, with the roster that the Bills have, they need to at least make something happen, with the, uh, whether it's putting a veteran in the tight end room or, or just one more really good pass catcher that they can add to the team to put them over the hill, just just that little hill that they have in front of them that's called Kansas City, and so that they can make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, they they have to be thinking this is the season because of how far they were able to get last season. It's just, they're, yeah, they're one move away. You can feel it. So adding Julio Jones for a second-round pick or finding somebody uh, that is proven at the tight end position could not hurt this roster one bit. All right, that's all we have today. Uh, Thanks for listening on the Built in Buffalo Network. This is Icy Mikes. I'm Mike Schaversky. Twitter is Mike Schaversky, at M-I-K-O-L, 2531. And with me always, Dan Kelly, Dan him with the Twitter.
0: At the real Dan Kelly on Twitter, guys.
1: All right, have a great rest of your day.